I'm Lauren. And I'm Sasha. And this is Popcorn Fort, a podcast where we describe movies badly to each other. Yay! Yay! Come on, man, hit me. Hit me with that bad damn movie. <laughs> We're a couple of drinks in, so let's see how this one goes. It's a nice mix. I, I did some fresh lime with uh, gin and ginger ale. It's the 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 gingin mix. Mmm, the gingin. Have you ever had gingins before? What the fuck is a gingin? It's like um a, a ginger lolly. My mum and I love them. Oh, no, gingin is also a town in Queensland. I've never eaten that. It's the town so nice they named it twice. I fucking hate you! <laughs> That's what it is. That's what the catchphrase is. Lauren, tell me about a movie. I hate Here we you. are. No, we have to do some chats first. Do we? Okay. So when we get the plants for our balcony that you want. Yes. Are you going to be the ones to look after them? What? Are you going to look after the plants that you want? Lauren, <laughs> I have a digital plant that I'm bad at looking after. Because you're the one that's working from home at the moment. You have three weeks off. I do, but three weeks, plants live longer than three weeks. Sounds fake. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm sure that the plants that you've had in the past have only lived for three weeks. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> Did I tell you? Yes. Um, when I was living with my mom and parents and stuff. Your mom and your parents and stuff? Yeah. Yes. You know, my multiples. Yes. Um, so my mom has a black thumb, uh-huh. as do I. Yes. For some reason, I don't know why our basil's alive. <laughs> I think it's alive because I put it in a hummus pot. <laughs> also because I'm helping. Are you helping? You might be. I water it sometimes. Sometimes Lauren waters it and sometimes I water it. And combined, we water it on a semi-regular basis. It's true. Um, yeah. So she has a black thumb and she, she'd been watering this one plant and it had been living for like a year. And was it was it like- a fake? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I know this punchline. <laughs> it was thriving. She's like, wow, this is so good. It's fake. Uh-huh. <laughs> it just took her a year. Where did she get this plant where she didn't know it was fake? Maybe my dad bought it. Maybe. I don't I don't remember things I buy. No, neither. Hmm. <laughs> I have no object permanence. Brains are hard. Brains are hard. Yet soft. Like a jellyfish. Squishy. Jellyfish have no brains. They Is don't. it squids who have the donut-shaped brain? Yes. And if they eat too much, they get a brain, brain hemorrhage. And die. They get a brain and die. They <laughs> get a brain and they die. Mm. I think it's like a built-in um, check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> it's God saying no gluttony now. Mm. It's an anti-sinning device. It is. Maybe humans need that. Maybe we need our brains in our throats. Necks? Yes. Oh, I don't like it. Neck brain. Neck brain. Neck I don't brain. like it. Neck brain. Don't make this a song. <laughs> brain in the neck. This isn't a good song. <laughs> it's a terrible song. Fuck you. <laughs> I make no pretensions to being a musician. Miss a musical theatre. I'm a fan of music. That doesn't mean I can make it. She's a fan and a sinner. Hey, Lauren, do you want to tell me about a movie? All right, I'm going to tell you about Streets of Fire. Nice. Which was made in 1984. Oh, that's always a good year for movies. In America. Yes. All right, um, the tags I'm giving this movie are Excessive Explosions. Oh, yeah. Ragtag bunch of misfits. Okay. And motorcycle western. Oh my god, Lauren. <laughs> I don't need to predict a movie. You've got it all laid out there. You know what this movie is about already. Okay, so. Yeah. Ragtag group. Yeah. Teenage misfits. Oh, ragtag bunch of misfits. Yeah. Ragtag bunch of misfits. Excessive explosions. Excessive explosions. Motorcycle western. Motorcycle western. Streets of fire. Yep. 
80s. The 80s. Yeah. I mean, there's no other option. This is like in Detroit or something like that. <laughs> sure. There's like several motorcycle gangs made of like, okay, okay. So for some reason, um, society doesn't really exist. Like it exists, but we'll never address it unless it's like the occasional like um, authority figure that's from outside of our world. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's several different gangs and motorcycle groups. Uh-huh. Um, it's all about like, you know, orphan children uh-huh. who are unloved or kicked out of accepted society having to grow up on the outskirts. Sure. And what they do is instead of like trying to adapt to society or change, they've created their own society. Excellent. Um, everyone has motorcycles. Of course. Motorcycles are a way of living. It's like a status symbol. Uh-huh. Um, there's motorcycle gangs. It's kind of like, you know, in Japan where you have the motorcycle gangs where everyone has their own theme music and they have those flags on the back of their motorcycles. Yeah. Um, and this is like going to be, it's going to be full of turf wars. Of course. And, oh my God, streets of fire. <laughs> there and is this- a lot of fire. Okay. What they've done is they've taken over like... One of my tags was excessive explosions. It was. <laughs> So, what this actually is, is there's several different motorcycle gangs. Mm-hmm. They're all meeting up. It's going to be a giant tourney. Uh-huh. Where it's almost like motorcycle obstacle course races. Excellent. So, it's it's a racing um, game. Nice. Um, everyone pits their different teams. It's going to be a relay race. Yeah. Where you race a group, you go through obstacles, and then you tap off on your other player, and it's going all across the country. Oh. Um. So, and during it, it's like, okay, so we have our main crew, mm-hmm. and... You'll be racing other people, and other people have, like, some people have, like, enhancements to their bikes, mm-hmm. and they'll have things where, like, their bike has spikes, or their bike comes with a rocket launcher, and... I feel like I watched this cartoon as a kid. Everyone, like, the, I don't fucking remember what it was, but it was, like, it was, like, bike racing, and everyone had, like, all these cool different powers to their bikes. Listen, I am basing this off of, like... <laughs> Jojo's Bizarre Adventure Part 7 Steel Ball Run. Nice. Uh, um, fucking Motor City, the cartoon. Yeah. Which was um, more recent. Yeah. In the past couple of like 2013, maybe. Yeah. That's more recent, right? Probably. It's only seven years ago. <laughs> okay, so basically. Yeah. We've got these two teams. It's a giant tourney race. Yeah. Um, the goal is to like get to the other side of America and you win the grand prize. You win supremacy <laughs> over Detroit. It takes so long. <laughs> it's this way you have time for people to bond sure. and they have to go through the desert yeah and so a lot of the time it's actually people setting up sabotages along the way nice um it's not just about the pure race it's almost all about tactics and like a guerrilla warfare excellent so we have our main crew mm-hmm. and they're the underdogs mm-hmm. and they've been like living on the outskirts and suffering but they formed this motorcycle group they want to take over detroit yeah and then essentially it's going to be an endless montage of like <laughs> Uh, racing scenes and fighting scenes and like we'll have the occasional thing like they're camping out in the desert and then there'll be like that homoerotic subtext of course between some of the characters yeah Um, someone will get like wounded at one point and the other person will have to patch them up yeah and then they'll get towards the finish line yeah when the top dogs will actually have like a massive explosion attack against them which will destroy the bridge they have to cross excellent and so what they have to do instead is swim across the river while carrying their motorbikes I feel like that's 
not realistic. Lauren, <laughs> you didn't ask me for realism. I, I asked you specifically not for realism, I feel. I feel like I've made you a TV series instead of a movie. <laughs> I think so. Where essentially what they can do is this can take however many episodes you want. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's almost like enemy of the week every time. Totally. And lots of shenanigans. Lots of shenanigans. And um, they'll be like racing towards the finish line. And then it will feel like they're going to lose because yeah. this is when... Um, I'm trying to decide if there's any like supernatural powers involved in this. Right. Or if it's just random like nonsensical science powers. I mean, if you're kind of going the the Mad Maxi kind mm. of post-apocalyptic route, post-apocalyptic route, I feel like there can be like science question mark. Sci- I think it's science question mark, but yep. it's not post-apocalyptic. Uh-huh. It's modern day. It's modern day society 80s. has broken down. Yeah, modern 80s. day society has broken down. Yeah. Um, it's a bit apocalyptic, but also a lot of regular stuff is still going on. Uh, and so our people so are- only running... Detroit is going through Mad Max. <laughs> only Detroit is going through Mad Max. <laughs> Oh, good. And they, they go through the rest of the country and it involves the rest of the country. Yeah. The rest of the country's like, wait, what the fuck is happening in Detroit? I can't believe we didn't notice this. Why are these assholes coming through town with their motorbikes? Yes. And so they're dragging in, they drag in like some normal people as well. Yeah. Who join the fight. And es- essentially the movie resolves with them having, you know, uh, a near miss death fight with the big bads. Uh-huh. Um, also, corporate America is supporting the other Detroit gang because they're actually using them as to to run Detroit and absolutely, you know, yeah, that sort of thing. Typical, make it a capitalist hellscape. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, they produce a special sort of oil. I guess <laughs> <laughs> they've got that good stuff. They've In got Detroit. the un- they've got the unleaded, the unleaded Detroit oil. <laughs> it's a premium resource. <laughs> An apocalyptic hellscape. That E ten that has the special stuff in it. Mm, I haven't had a car for so long. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, And so maybe they uh, uncover a big government conspiracy during it. They won't necessarily solve it. Yeah. Or like stop it happening, but it gets uncovered, and then it's leaked to the news, and then we don't really touch on it again. Nice. Because then we focus on the fact that they kind of like are now running Detroit, and now they're a big happy family. You know, so like one of those like sort of like hellscape feel-good movies that doesn't really like give you yeah, any yeah. closure. Oh, totally. Like this this shit's still happening, but don't worry about it. Because they won the race. Yeah. That sounds like a fun TV series. It sounds like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I had no idea where to go with this. Oh, no, that's right. I also struggle with endings in these ones. Yeah. yeah. So I that- mean, look. I mean, obviously the plot's completely wrong, but you some like a lot of the world building that you proposed is not not wrong. <laughs> Sasha is just genre savvy. Absolutely. Um, so apparently, when making this movie, the director's like, "I'm going to make a film for my teenage boy self. Ah. I'm going to pander to all the teenage boys out there and put in all the stuff that I thought was cool back then. They need the pandering. That's it. All the things that I thought were cool, which are like." Custom cars, kissing in the rain, neon, trains in the night, high-speed pursuit, rumbles, rock stars, motorcycles, leather jackets, questions of honour. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> I really love neon. Look, <laughs> it's the aesthetic. So, like, somehow this movie is a mix of, like, a comic book movie, a rock musical, an 80s Is mo- it a musical, Lauren? No. 
Okay. Not quite. Don't do this to me. It's right on the not edge. Not again. It's not actually a musical. Okay. Yeah. It's like a mix of like a rock musical, but not quite. A comic book movie, like an 80s noir crime movie, mm. but also like a 50s gang war movie. Nice. But also neon cyberpunk. Does it have a bit of that like West Side Story feel? It's like if West Side Story and Blade Runner had a baby on a motorcycle. Tron? <laughs> No, that's too futuristic. Too futuristic. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's super heightened reality. Like everything's set on a set. Like everything's shot on a set. Okay. But none of the actors are over 30 because the director's like, this is for teens. Teens don't age. Yeah. And like apparently all the night shots were under this huge tarp, like this tarp that was like a city block size. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Because apparent, like, because all the actors were really young, like some of them were under twenty one. Oh yeah, and like child labor laws still applied. Yeah, so they couldn't shoot much at night. Oh. But because this is like noir cyberpunk, a lot of it happens at night. Yes, so they're like big tarp, big tarp. If we block out the sun, yeah, yeah, which makes which like adds that heightened reality because everything is like lit. Yeah, yeah, nice. Anyway, so yes, I- imagine like. Embrace your technological limitations and then you can make it a standard motif of your movie. (laughs) Pretty much. Pretty much. So, like, beautifully designed, this movie. The aesthetic is, like, excellent. All right, so we begin. There's, like, rad rock music. It's the 80s rock. I don't know enough about rock music, but, like, basically... In, in, in throughout this entire movie, imagine under everything that's going on, there's this rad rock soundtrack happening. Fuck yeah, <laughs> I'm into it. Sometimes it's like ballady, and sometimes it's like hard rock. But mm. there's like I there's not many times in this movie where rock music is not happening. Oh, I'm delighted. Yeah. Um. And then up on the you know the the title comes up on the scr- screen. It's like streets on fire, a rock and roll fable. Nice. Another time, another place. Nice. So this isn't like set in an actual time or place. It's just like Nebulous. almost. It's like an eighties slash fifties slash fantasy noir city. Oh, excellent! Yeah, because like all the um all the fashion and like the kind of gang politics in this movie is quite fifties. Yeah, like it's almost kind of adult Greece. Yeah, almost. But like the the city itself and mm. like the urban decay and all the neon is very eighties. Nice, because this was made in the eighties. I love it. Yeah, so like it's this great mix of like all the best stuff of various mm. decades. Prime, yeah. prime choices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we start with like this super like choppy montage of basically like crowds at a theater mm. and everyone's in you know their bright fifties fashion like in this. 80s grunge neon city um and like then we're inside the theater and we're backstage with the manager who's played by rick moranis who also played seymour in little shop of horrors oh this is what you were talking which about which i what yeah i which i watched last week so i'm like holy shit he's here again <laughs> i i can't believe i keep watching movies with rick moranis in them to be fair i think he was a pretty big name in the 80s so that's fair he's probably in a lot of movies hmm um, yeah, so he's he's the manager, he's backstage, he's small and nerdy, as he always is. Yeah. Um, and they're about to do their show, and the crowds go wild, and the lights go up, and, you know, it's, it's like, it's a rock show. Yeah. You know, there's a band. Like, the, the guitar and the bass and the keys and the drums are all, like, dudes in, like, these pale suits with, like, the sleeves rolled up. Oh, I love it. <laughs> you know, they're rock suits. Yeah, I'm a rock suit. I've and got a sing- rock suit. The singer's a lady, and she's real kind of Farrah Fawcett. She's got the big hair. Mm. She's got, like, these, like, red leggings and then, like, a black vinyl mini dress. 
oh. over the top with like slits at the side and like one long sleeve and then fingers fingerless gloves. Nice. It's it's a really good look. It's a look. It's fucking great. And like you know the black choker as well. Oh yes. Is she blonde? She's brown hair. Brown hair. Yeah, like dark brown hair. Yeah, she's she's rocking it. It's great. She does a song and like the the and so they do the song and it's almost like a music video there and then that's like cut with um shots of like a biker gang on the move. Excellent. Um and you know they're all in black leather. It's an eighties biker gang. Oh my love. And they're like riding through the streets and then they're coming in through the back of the theater like behind the crowd and mm-hmm. they're like really menacing. Like they're all like silhouettes in shadow. Yeah. And they're just, like, watching the concert, like, still in silence amongst the, like, jamming crowd. Oh, yes. The yeah. ominous biker gang. The ominous biker gang are there. And then, like, the only the only biker that, get, that, get, that, that gets lit up is, like, the boss biker, mm. who's, like, re- watching the singer very intently. Oh, a creep. Yeah, a creep. Um, so that, like, the song ends and the boss biker goes, go! And all the bikers, like go into action and some of them grab the singer and some of them beat up like the band man- members and the manager. At least they waited for her song to finish. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly considerate. I suppose. Maybe it was going to be easier that way. Yeah, like all the crowd panics and runs. So like their their intent here was to kidnap the singer and yeah. they did. Mm. And they ride away on the motorbikes. Um, but also like on their way out, they just like cause general chaos because uh. I guess they're a biker gang. They're, they're, and therefore yeah. chaotic evil. I guess. So they're there, like, riding down civilians and, like... Jesus. Yeah, literally. It's all, like, most of this movie is, like, cartoon violence. Like, you never okay. see any blood or anything. Like, it all happens off screen. Right. Yeah. Like, you just see people kind of getting chucked off the, across the street and then you don't see anything else. Okay, there's no consequences. No. Yeah, exactly. Right. So they're, like, you know, breaking windows and bashing cars and, like, there's a, a cop car there, but they're, like, helpless to do anything. Because this is kind of a noir movie, yeah, where the cops are useless, okay. and a bit corrupt, yeah, um, yeah. So, so yeah, the bike, the bikers run off with the singer, and then like one of the lady, like you, we cut to another scene, and like one of the ladies who was in the crowd, um, who we kind of showed her face every now and then, so she's obviously yeah. a character, yeah. She's like writing a letter on a typewriter. There's mm-hmm. just like, uh, Tom, you need to come home now. I need you. Okay. And when then we cut, babe, to- it's the eighties. You could have called. I know, but it's also the 50s. Oh, okay. <laughs> there's a weird mix of technology also in this Sweet. movie. Yeah, there's a typewriter. It's fine. In Like, I read the, um, like, I, I kind of skimmed through the the plot summary yeah. on Wikipedia, and it said she sent a telegraph. Oh! <laughs> that, I don't think that was actually in it. She was just typewriting a letter, but, like, yeah. a telegraph. <laughs> you sure? Are no. you sure? Yeah. But then, like, yeah, presumably we see it's it's presumably it's Tom. He's on the train. He looks like um he looks like a farm boy trying to be noir. Oh. He's like a like a big buff kind of like tall and broad guy with like the mm. square face stubbleman yeah. kind of look. Um, he's in like a, a beige trench coat. Yeah, but he's also got like a super boyish face mm. and like that the like Brendan Fraser in the Mummy. Oh, he's got yes. like big Brendan Fraser vibes. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he he's on the train and then he turns up to the diner where the the lady who was writing the letter works. Mm. Um, turns out she's his big sister. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's like, I'm going to have a black coffee because I'm a badass. Ugh, black coffee? <laughs> Gross. Yeah. Also black American coffee. The worst. Yeah. Sorry, Bad. guys. Your coffee is uh... fucking awful. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, Tom's in the diner. He's drinking black coffee. Um, 
Enjoy and then your like mud the water. You've seen Greece, right? Yeah. <laughs> just checking. Like basically the T-birds show up. Oh yes. Like they're just all like they're like a wannabe biker gang. They show yeah. up in their like red convertible. They're all wearing like the jackets Perfectly and they've got coiffed. like the duck butt quick yeah. quiffed hair. Yeah, they show up and they start like harassing Big Sis. Oh, rude. In the diner. And like she's like stone cold, like fuck off, you bastards. Yeah. She's so cool. And then Tom's there, like, uh, you fuckers want to go. He takes off his trench coat. He's wearing like a sleeveless denim shirt and suspenders. Over the. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I don't like it. And just like kind of flannelly pants. It's. Okay, I hope you accept that I'm imagining tartan flannel pants. No, just, just like, I know, like, plain beigey pants. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. like He's got he, PJ pants with suspenders and... You know, like, he, yeah, he takes off his, like, big badass trench coat and his own, like, sleeveless denim. And he's in a clown outfit. <laughs> he looks so dumb. It's so funny. But, yeah, and he's like, you want to go? And the T-Birds all, like, pull out their flick knives because it's the 50s. And Tom's like, no, fuck off. And he picks up the coat rack and just beats them all up with the coat rack. Nice. There's, like, ten of them. Oh, he wow. does not give a shit. He does not. Yeah, he, like... Literally throws half of them through the window. Yeah. And they all run off. Excellent. Leaving their convertible. Ooh, does he get a convertible? Yes, it's Tom's convertible now. Excellent. <laughs> it's so shiny. It's so red. It's mm. like, you know, teen boy 50s convertible dream. I'm sorry. I just hear convertible and I immediately go like, it's the Barbie dream. <laughs> He's got a Barbie it's, car. It's true. He's got a beautiful Barbie car. Yep. Like, so he drives his big sister home. Mm. They, they're driving very fast. He does some skids because he's a bad boy. The cops. Deja vu. <laughs> like, the, cop, the cops pull him over and they're like, ah, oh, Tom, you're back in town. Uh, you bastard. You were always a troublemaker. I always hated you, Tom. Pretty much. Pretty much. So it's like, he's always been a bastard mm. and causing trouble with the cops. Tommy, Tommy, Tom. But that's all right. But they, they don't arrest him for some reason. It's fine. We hate you, Tom, but God, you're so lovable. <laughs> you're a lone wolf, Tom, but by God, you get the job done. <laughs> You've got but that we look face. at them baby blues. <laughs> Can't arrest that. Literally. <laughs> um, yeah, so like he's having, a, he's having a conversation with his sister on the way home, mm-hmm. and it turns out that Tom's got like a romantic history with the singer that got oh, kidnapped. Oh, thank God. I thought you were going to say his sister. No. <laughs> No, no, no. With the the singer that got kidnapped. Yep. So like basically she's called him home because she's like, this lady that we know that Does is your Does this ex. singer, I say smacking on the table, yes. have magical powers where her singing can be harnessed to create a nuclear bomb and the biker gang wishes to harness her powers by trapping her as a bird in a cage and harnessing her singing powers in she order. She is not Black Canary, I'm sorry. Oh. There is no magic here except the magic of cinema. <laughs> oh. I know. I'm sorry. You you cho- you you picked the magic movie this time. I can't believe we have assigned magic. <laughs> we can only have one per session. <laughs> yes. Continue. So he had like a romantic history with the singer. Like apparently it was like the only serious relationship he'd ever had. Whatever. Yeah. Um. Apparently, like at some point, like she wanted to pursue her singing career, which was like you know popping off. And he's like, oh, I don't want to be second fiddle to your music. And just up and left her and joined the army. What the fuck? And like ghosted her for a couple of years. Yeah, nah. Well, that relationship's over, bro. Don't, yeah, yeah. Don't And then the her. sister's like, yeah, she's with her manager now, with the little nerdy guy. And Tom's like, oh, I can't believe she's with that guy. She was with me. And he, fuck he's you, acting Tom. all jealous. 
You That's asked like, for fuck right. off. You could have stayed with her you and broke supported up with her. her. Yeah. Jesus, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is a theme through the whole movie. Tom's mad at the singer for being with the manager. And it's like, you broke up with her. She's not beholden to you, no, man. Literally. Your relationship fucking ended. So stupid. He's such an asshole about it. Oh, yeah. Fuck you, Tom. And yeah, he's basically like, oh, I'm not going to go and rescue her. Like, because she, like, because I broke up with her. I won't save her <laughs> because she formed a new relationship after we'd separated. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. He, he goes to a bar. Because, you know, he's a, a badass. And he meets my favourite character and also yours. Oh, okay. She's this great butch lady called <gasps> McCoy. Oh! <laughs> oh, I already love her! The magic combination of words. Apparently this part was written for a guy. Oh, yeah. But the actress, uh, I think she auditioned for the sister. Yeah. But she, she, read, she read in the script the part for this, like, basically like... um sidekick guy and she was like well this is the best part in the movie you should let me do this part oh yes and don't rewrite anything to make it more like a woman just let me do this guy's part and they did oh it's fucking great oh i'm swooning lauren i know nothing of her (laughs) but i'm already swooning yeah so she's got like this kind of frizzy blonde bob she wears like coveralls and a big corduroy jacket and like a cap and tall boots and she's got a big duffel bag She's so great. And she's 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 got that really kind of hard ass thing going on. Oh, I love her. Yeah. She's fucking great. Like the bartender's an arsehole to her in the in the bar. He's like, Oh, you've had enough, you fucking woman, get out of here. Uh. And she's like, she beats up the she she vaults over the bar, she beats up the bartender. Mm-hmm. She turns around to Tom, who's like basically been like watching with amusement and kind of egging her on a bit. Mm-hmm. And she's like you, I like you. What do you like to drink? He's like, tequila. She's like, all right, I'm stealing a bottle of tequila. I'm taking you and we're leaving. <laughs> and Tom's like, I guess. <laughs> this all happened so subtly. And Are I'm we all best friends it. now? I think we might be. Sometimes a best friend is a person who kidnaps you with a <laughs> bottle of tequila. Literally. So, like, they're outside and, like, they're giving each other their tragic backstories. Like, they're bo- they were both in the army. Yeah. Um, neither of them enjoyed it. So, like, they're both kind of vets. And McCoy's like, you know, I'm real good with cars, driving them, fixing them. Like, I'm the mechanic and driver. Yes. Of your inevitable heist crew. Of your inevitable (laughs) heist crew. Yes. Like, I'm just passing through town. I'm looking for work. I don't have a place. Can I stay on your couch? And Tom's like, you sure you don't want to stay in my bed? Because he's that kind of guy. Oh, gross. McCoy's like, no, you're not my type. (laughs) Yeah, good. Are there birds? There are birds. Birds are all right. It's just traffic that's bad. Okay, cool. The birds also cheer for McCoy. The birds cheer for McCoy. Oh, you hear that name and you're like, well, I love you. Exactly. McCoy is the name of the most lovable, grumpy person. (laughs) She she is a McCoy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she's she's a she's a a bit of bit of Scotty too. Oh. Oh, that's a that's a combination. (laughs) The McCoy Scotty love child. (laughs) Oh, that was one transporter accident we don't speak about. Excellent. Yeah. So, like, she's sleeping on the couch because she rebuffed Tom's advances. Like, they're back at their house and she's, like, you know, she takes off her jacket. Like, she, she's undressing for bed and she's, she's got one of those underarm sheaths for her oh, gun. Oh, nice. The real sexy ones. Ah, uh, sexy. Yeah. Like, you know, she puts her gun under her pillow. Mm. She's real cool. Mm. Yeah. And then I like Tom's in his bedroom and he's like looking at a black and white photo of the singer. Like he's obviously still not over her. Yeah. Well, boy, this is all on you. <laughs> and then like that photo kind of merges into like um, like a memory of one of her shows. Yeah. Like it's another little semi-musical number where she just does another rock number. Yeah. In the background. 
Yeah. Um, and he's like remembering the singer and then he goes and tells his sister, yeah, okay, I guess I'll go rescue her. Excellent. Yeah. But I want to be paid for it. I'm going to go to her manager slash boyfriend. Ah. Uh, because he'll love pay triangle? me money. Yes. A love triangle. But like the bad kind was oh. just two guys fighting over a girl. Love triangle. Mm. It's a love angle. Love angle. Which is the worst kind. Love anger. Love anger. Yep. Yep. So, yep, it's it's the morning. Tom goes to, like, a shady garage where he, like, that. I guess he knows a guy there who sells guns under the table because he just picks up an arsenal. As you do. <laughs> Don't like, you know a guy? I know a guy. You know a guy. Yes, a guy a shady up. garage. Shady garage guy. Yeah, yeah. Shady, shady Gary. Yeah, exactly. He does, this, yeah, he just, like, you know, picks up a shotgun, a couple of pistols. No, no, it's Shady Gary and Shady Raj. They're a couple. <laughs> Exactly, they're shady together. Yeah, shady garage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and like, you know, kind of interspersed with Tom picking up the arsenal, like McCoy and Big Sis are like becoming bros. Like, because obviously Tom fucked off early in the morning and he's like, hey, sis, can you just like give us some coffee? Nice. Yeah. So they're just having a conversation, like McCoy's telling Sis her backstory. It's mm. great, they're friends. Excellent. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Tom goes and meets the manager at the diner where the sister works. Mm-hmm. Manager's like, he's wearing like this check, checked suit and then like a striped shirt and a striped bow tie. <gasps> so he's really like 80s nerd. Iconic. But like rich nerd. Ooh. Yeah. Does he have the combed hair? Yes. And glasses? Yes. Oh. He is Seymour, but he's grown up very slightly and become rich. Nice. But he's also an asshole. Less nice. Yeah. Yeah, like Tom, Tom's Tom's like, oh, you know, you're going to pay me 10K to go and rescue your girlfriend, but also you need to come with me because oh. you know the area. Right. And I don't. And the man's like, yeah, I guess like I do know where they would be keeping her, but like, why the fuck would I come with you? I might die. Yeah. And Tom's like, yeah, no, you're definitely coming with me. <laughs> oh, okay. Because <laughs> Tom's an asshole. Mm. Yeah. And like, yeah, so Tom like comes out with the manager and McCoy's like, hey, can I come as well? I need the work. I'll be oh, back McCoy. up. Yes. Yep. Ah, and the McCoy, manager's... you've done it again. <laughs> and the manager's like, why the fuck are you bring this skirt along? She shouldn't come. Fuck off. And Tom's like, yeah, okay, you can come. <laughs> just because the manager doesn't want it's her there. It's just spite. Yeah, it's literally just spite. Yeah. So our, our crack team, they head off in this in the shiny red convertible. Uh. None, they all hate each other. Uh. <laughs> um. Also, they like they head off in the morning, like it was like eleven o'clock or something when they met at the diner, and then they turn up to the bad part of town where the bikers are at night. Oh, so I don't know how big this fucking city is. They had a, a little. Uh, they, <laughs> they stopped for lunch. Stop. Stop for coffee. <laughs> had a little shopping trip. <laughs> Literally, it's been like fucking six hours driving across this one city. No city is a six-hour drive. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're in it's the next one of those, town. Like, it's one of those dystopian like city that covers a continent kind of things. Uh, Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they turn up to the bad part of town. You know, there's like barrels with fire in them mm. and like it's all run down. There's no neon here. It's no neon. There's like bikers like riding around in the streets everywhere. <laughs> Your hand gesture just made it sound like they were like the Pac-Man ghosts. <laughs> they kind of are. <laughs> Excellent. They're just, you know, you got to avoid them. You got to the avoid them. Yeah, yeah, fine. yeah. And then we're like, we we go to like a dive bar where all the bikers hang out. Yep. Like there's jazz playing. There's like strippers there. It's chock full of bikers. Mm. Everyone's in leather. Yeah. So you know they're bad guys. Um, we finally get like a close up on the 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 boss biker, and he's a young um Willem Dafoe. 
He's got that real Hugo weaving face. Okay. With, like the, bo- the the villainous bone structure. Oh, yes. The villainous bone structure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Boss Bike has, like, got the singer tied up in the back room. Um, it's kind of implied he kidnapped her because he thought she was attractive. We're just not going to touch on that. Okay, cool. It, the movie barely touches on it. Cool. Um, it's just a slightly uncomfortable scene. Um, yeah, so our, our our team have, like, parked the car off in an alley somewhere. Yeah. And they're, like, heading in on foot mm. so the bikers won't see them. Like, there's lots of, this is the bad part of town, so there's lots of, like, green and blue lighting and smoke everywhere. Yeah. That's kind of an industrial kind of part of town. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that, like, the manager knew where the biker bar was. Yeah. But they were also, like, they run into a homeless guy who's like, yeah, they've totally got the singer in a back room. It's always the homeless guys that have, like, all this wealth of knowledge. I know. He's literally like, oh, you hang around in alleys often enough in this part of town and you know a lot. And I'm like, what are the bikes? Are the bikes just chatting in alleys and not looking to see who else Or they're like, hey, it's a a person who has no home. Mm. Please, let us tell you our secrets. You will not tell anyone. Yeah, so I guess now they know where the singer is, like in this specific room in the bar, because I guess the homeless guy just knew this. See <laughs> the all-seeing homeless man. Yeah, yeah. So like they go up on like the roof of building on the other side of the street, mm-hmm. and like the bikers are like all over the street in front of the bar, just doing tricks and flips and shit. Oh wait, on their bikes? Yeah. Or- okay. <laughs> They're just doing a circus. Yeah. 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 We apl- We politely applaud them. Exactly. <laughs> And Tom's like, all right, we're splitting up. I'm going to stay on the roof um, with my rifle. Um, manager, you go and get the car and you're on getaway duty. Okay. So like 15 minutes, you come and pick us up. Yep. And McCoy, you go you go and infiltrate the bar and basically try and get back up to upstairs where the singer is. Yeah. Um, oh, does this mean she's going to have to dress up all sexy like? No, she doesn't. Okay, good. <laughs> It's great because she like she literally just wanders into the bar in like her coverall and her baggy jacket and immediately gets picked up by a biker. Excellent. <laughs> They're like, listen, we're into that. Like, look, I guess I'm the so. biker. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like she's like, all right. I like she's unhappy about it. She's like, okay, I'm letting myself get picked up so I can get upstairs. Yeah. Through this crowd, and then like the guy takes her into a back room, and she like pulls the gun on him, and then knocks him out, and she's like, "All right, I'm up. I'm yeah. here." She's here. She's she so made competent. It. It's oh, great. I love her. Yeah, yeah. And then she like finds the um the back room where all the the boss bikers are having their card game. Yeah. And then she just like pulls a gun on all of them, and basically just holds them in that room to be to like keep them out of the action. Excellent. Yeah. God, she's so like, she good. just she turns up. She immediately does her job. Listen, She's so competent. We didn't need Tom or manager. <laughs> Literally, she could have done it herself. Yeah. 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 And then, yeah, like Tom's on the roof. He like sees the singer through the window. And he his... snipes her. <laughs> Movie over. She's yeah. dead. Yeah. He's like, okay, I've seen her. I know where she is. I'm going to start shooting all their motorbikes. Mm. And the motorbikes are like, I know, made of explodium, I guess. Uh. Because literally he shoots one. It like explodes. It bursts into flames. It's out of Motorbikes, action. man. They're dangerous. <laughs> My mom warned me. She's like, don't ride a motorbike. You'll die. I guess he got them in the fuel tank, question mark. I don't know enough about shooting motorbikes. No, neither do I. Yeah. So he explodes a bunch of bikes with his shotgun. There's general panic in the streets. Ah. Uh. Of course. Um... He like runs over. There's like a like almost like a bridgey thing over the like he runs over the roof and like enters the bar through the roof. Okay. Section mm. and like finds the um finds the room where the singer is. Grabs her. Like picks up McCoy on the way out. Um 
and then cu- they just kind of escape back over the roof. Like it's weirdly easy. He just does it. Yeah. Like he literally just shoots all their bikes out, rescues the singer, picks up McCoy, they're out. And, and then the movie. Manager, and, and then the manager's there with the car and they get in the car. Is the movie done? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. We're, we're halfway through the movie. This is halfway? Okay. Yeah. I was like, wow, this movie wrapped up quickly. No, no, no. Yeah. So, but like the manager picks them up, but Tom's like, okay, you guys go. I'll meet you in this place. I'm going to stay and like cover your, cover your retreat. Yeah. Um. So he like, he get he picks up an axe from somewhere. I don't know where he got this axe. He like, there's... I guess fuel lines or something or like gas lines or something. Mm. And he like, he axes all the gas lines and then shoots them. So like the entire street is on fire. I don't know enough about like street planning. I don't think this is real. (laughs) I think you're right. I feel like, like it is kind of an industrial suburb, but I don't know why the fuel lines are just out in the open to be axed. Yeah, no, that doesn't (laughs) seem smart. Anyway, Tom somehow sets the street on fire. And he thus grabs, we get the title drop. He grabs the only bike that he's left unexploded. That was lucky. Yeah, and goes to goes to fuck off, and then Boss Biker shows up, mm, mm. and he's wearing like I guess it's what he wears under his like leather jacket. Yeah, but it's like you know those um those like waders that yeah. you wear if you're like if um, you're fishing. harvesting cranberries or fishing or something. Yeah, harvesting cranberries. <laughs> what the fuck, Lauren? <laughs> you know the cranberries. They they they. Grow in the flooded fields. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and you wear like those fishing waders to okay. harvest them. <laughs> I can't believe you don't know about cranberries. I, I, I just assumed fishing waders were limited to fishing. No, there's cranberries as well. Cranberry Possibly waders. Possibly also rice. Rice is in rice paddies, but I feel like rice paddies only go to like mid-shin at their deepest. Maybe. Just pants then. <laughs> right. Yeah, but like the boss bike is like wearing like this like black vinyl wading suit yeah. with like no shirt underneath so he's just kind of turned up in this weird kind of semi bondage gear like I don't know what's fucking going on <laughs> I feel like it's supposed to be 80s sexy but he just looks like an idiot <laughs> <laughs> I mean if Tom looked like an idiot when he first showed up possibly it's meant to be 80s sexy maybe 80s sexy involves some form of suspenders almost certainly yeah it has so far yeah yeah so yeah boss biker shows up he does some like they do some banter. Yeah, as you do. Yeah, yeah. They're they're nemeses. They flirt a bit. You know how it is. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, okay. guys. If you're not flirting with them, are they really your nemesis? Exactly. Ask yourself this. <laughs> Maybe they're just a bad egg. Exactly. You can't have an enemy without flirting with them. It's the rules. Mm. 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 And there's like there's this bit where like boss biker's like, "What's your name?" And Tom's like, "Tom last name." I forgot his last name. Oh, okay. <laughs> He just, like, gives him his name, mm. and the boss biker's like, well, I'm going to come for you, and, like, the singer as well. And Tom's like, yeah, all right, fucking, fucking try. We'll so, like, yeah. this guy's got an entire, like, army of bikers, and Tom's like, yeah, I'll give you my full name, whatever. Do you want my address? Here's my number. Literally. <laughs> Tom. Like, it's supposed to be badass, but it kind of just comes off as stupid. It's it's the thing where, like, these heroes are so badass, but you're like, actually, no, you just failed to, like, think one step. Yeah, yeah. So literally, Tom's like, here's my address. I'm leaving now. And also, just I have a deadly allergy bike. to peanuts. <laughs> also, I'm weak to bullets. Yeah, if you shoot me, I will die. <laughs> yeah, so Tom just fucks off, I guess. Yeah. Because Boss Biker's like, I'm not going to fight you mm. at the moment. There's no drama. There's no drama. <sighs> This boss biker is kind of relatable. He is. 
If I was a villain, I'd probably be boss biker. He does have a great moment later on, so you'll have to wait for that. Oh, why you make me wait? <laughs> yeah. So Tom meets his team at their arranged spot. They they dump the car in a car park somewhere because they're like, this is really a really noticeable car. Yeah. We'll have to. Is this the red convertible? Yeah. Nice. So I guess they're just planning to walk home. Um. So Tom and the singer have an argument in the stairwell. Um. You know, she's mad he left, obviously. Yeah. She's also mad that he's only rescuing her because he's getting paid. I guess I can kind of understand. Which I can kind of understand, but also... If he's going to be a weird, possessive creep about it, then... Yeah, yeah. Like, he's totally being weird and possessive and, like, I'm mad that you're with the manager. And she's like, well, fuck off. You're only rescuing me because he's paying you. Yeah. It's like, if you were doing this and you weren't getting paid, I kind of get it, even though it'd be shitty. Yeah, yeah. So, like... She's mostly reasonable. He's mad for no reason. There's no chemistry there. Oh, typical Hollywood <laughs> They're romance. They're both very attractive, but there's nothing there. So Hollywood. Yeah, Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. So I guess they're walking home now because they're just like wandering through this super busy street. Mm. It's like midnight, but there's like, there's neon everywhere. It looks like there's a street party or a market or something going on. There's no on. lockout laws. I guess, like, there's street bars and there's, like, crowds literally all over the street that they're walking through. Mm. I don't know what's happening. They're, they're literally just there for them to walk through. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also, like, they're, they're like, badass walking through the street and it's the scenes cut with, like, one, one of the singer's music videos. Okay. Which is also just playing on, like, you know, the screens in the, the oh, TV like shops. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. Because they wanted to have another musical number here. Sure. <laughs> you told me this wasn't a musical, but this is feeling a lot like a... It's not a musical because none of the actual characters are singing about their feelings. Okay. Yeah. Like, then, then this, like, this lady sees them across the street and she, like, she recognizes the singer and she runs up to them and she's like, oh, I'm your biggest fan, blah, mm. blah, blah. And the singer's like, no, fuck off. Oh. I've literally just been rescued. Like she's, yeah. she's not that rude, but, like, they do not want to talk to her. She's not in the mood. Yeah, exactly. But then the fan's like, oh, you guys need to get off the street. Like, the police are looking for the guys who just blew up the biker's bar. And we know it was you. We know it was you. Well, because I guess it was common knowledge that the singer was kidnapped. What the fuck, police? <laughs> she's been kidnapped, but it's cool. I think there was this whole thing where, like, the people in the... The police in the district where the singer was kidnapped couldn't mm. go and rescue her because it was out of their jurisdiction. Okay. It's one of those, like, kind of gang movie corrupt cops, like, incompetent. Who has the right to, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the police wouldn't or couldn't do anything, so Tom had to go and do it. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess just everyone knows that the singer was kidnapped by the bikers. And the, so the fans, like, sees the singer with these guys with guns and is like, oh, they must have rescued I'm her. I'm just wandering the street with guns. I feel like they've got they've put them away at this okay, point. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, we've got to get off the street. All right, we need mm. we need more wheels. Yeah. Right. We haven't planned for this. We were just gonna walk home for some reason. Mm-hmm. So like they they find a bus. I think it's like a private bus because they go on and there's just like a, a band in there. A band? Yeah. It's like a, a, a quartet of like a, it's like a barbershop quartet. <laughs> it's like four black guys that do doo wops. Okay. They're great. I love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just trapped on this bus. Literally, the gang's like, hey, driver. I think the driver's one of the band. They're like, yeah. hey, driver, we're taking this bus. McCoy is driving. Get in the fucking back. And they're like, um, I guess we're part of the team now. We're in the back of a van. Yeah, yeah. Literally, the quartet's down the lane. Who is this man in 
our driver's seat. He has a gun. But they're also like, hey, you're the famous singer. Do you like need a a, a starting bit, like a warm up? Do you need a backup singer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's like, let's talk about this later. I've just been rescued. I'm a bit busy and traumatized yeah, right yeah. now. Like, they stop for a tire change at some point. The manager is also an asshole, and he's, like, real possessive at Tom. He's like, oh, you know, she loved you once, but now she's with me, and... I kind of get the manager being possessive, if only because Tom's come back into the picture, and he's being real weird and possessive and taking his money. This is true, but oh, the manager's also an asshole. Okay. They're just both being assholes at each other, and, like, the singer's preferences are not being taken into account. I think the singer may prefer McCoy. <laughs> I think she might. I think she might. I think, I think her McCoy or Anne came. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. And then like when they're back on the road, yeah, the quartet literally just serenades the bus. Nice. They're like they've accepted their fate. I guess they're probably trying to impress the singer and her manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a full barbershop quartet, like real fifties. Nice. It's great. They're very talented. Oh, like yes. McCoy's in the front, just like, holy shit, I love this. McCoy is feeling it. And that's how you know it's good music, because she's like the hard ass, doesn't like anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I trust McCoy. But unfortunately, we're interrupted by a blockade. Oh, no. On the street. There's a bunch of cops there. Um, They're like, okay, we're going to bluff our way through this blockade. Yeah. McCoy's like, all right, I'm the driver for this band. Manager, you're the manager. Mm-hmm. You know, the cops board the, the bus. And the manager's like, oh, look, we just got to get through. We're late for our gig. I'll pay you guys off because you're corrupt cops. It should be right. Yeah, it seems like it's going to work. But then the cop, one of the cops is like super genre savvy. And he's like, you're really eager to pay us off. And you've paid us a lot of money. Obviously, you're hiding something. Everyone out of the bus. God damn. Does the cops still take their money? Yes. You motherfuckers. They're corrupt cops. It's the 80s. What if we take your money and then we still do the thing you paid us not to do? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. And bribing no cops. Yeah. So then Tom, you know, pops up with his his shotgun and he's like, all right, you guys are going to walk out of the bus, pretend nothing's wrong. I'm going to come out behind you guys. Everyone on the ground. Yeah. None of the cops have their weapons drawn, I guess. Yeah. Because they just all get on the ground. Cool. And, like, McCoy, you know, uh, disarms everyone. Uh, and Tom, like, kicks over all their motorcycles. What a dick! And then, like, shoots out the engines of all the cars. Again, the engines are made of explodium, I guess. Oh, I guess. Yeah, yeah. He just, like, shoots the cars and their engines blow up. Mm. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. And then they just all get back in the bus and run off and the blockade's on fire. Guys. super easy. Guys, <laughs> I feel like they get, like, the smallest, like, hurdle and then they're like, but what if it wasn't a hurdle? What if it <laughs> was on fire? What if we just shot at it and it's caught on fire? Uh. Guns solve everything. Gun. gun. <laughs> Lauren, you keep bringing me movies where guns solve everything. <laughs> But is it tr- is it not true in action movies? In action movies. In action movies. Yeah, I'd like yeah. you to bring me a political thriller or mm. perhaps a rom com where guns solve everything. That could be interesting. There's your quest. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So they race off on the bus, and the cops behind them, like warning all the other cops on their cop radios. Yep. Cops on their cop radios. Cops on their cop radios. Because I guess the radios still work. They so they like, explode. Okay, we need to get rid of this bus now because yep. the cops know that we've got a bus. Mm-hmm. So they like dump the bus in an alley and they take the train. Yes, excellent. <laughs> we keep switching switching modes of transport. Okay, so now we're on that that movie where the uh, train can't go slower than eighty. 80- <laughs> <laughs> 
No, they ju- they just caught the sub way home. Oh, they just caught the sub. Yeah, yeah. Like um, the quartet are like super salty because they're like all our stuff was on that bus. Oh no! All our all our money, all our clothes. Like Jesus, this poor literally, quartet. this was our tour bus. I can't believe they had to adopt a quartet. Also, they just they've taken the quartet with them. Now our now our ragtag gang rescuing the singer is like you've got Tom, you've got McCoy, the manager, the original gang, and yeah. now the singer's here. Yeah. And then they picked up the fan. The fan came with them. The fan was with them this yeah, yeah, whole yeah. time. <laughs> like she got on the bus with them. She's like, I'm just here to observe. And now they've got the quartet as well. They keep growing. <laughs> they do. It's so good. Um, yeah. And then like, you know, there's more like fucking um romantic triangle tension on the train because the yeah. singers they're like pointedly snuggling with the manager because uh, she's yes. mad at tom and yeah. mccoy's like hey you why the fuck did you leave him mm-hmm. because i guess mccoy's on tom's side i, I guess for yeah. some reason i guess because uh tom gave her some coffee this is true you can win the alliance of many mccoy's <laughs> It's a character hack. Yeah, she's she's picked her hill to die on, and it's being on this asshole's side. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they get back home. They're fine. They they're just fine. get off the train. They're like they're all swaggering down the street like it's a western. Yeah. And like everyone who lives in the suburb is like, "Holy shit, the singer's back!" Because no. I guess she's super famous. I guess. And like the entire like, there's this whole crowd of people that just kind of follow them to the police station. Un. Yeah, and kind of gather outside the doors to uh. see what's happening. Yeah, so they all go to the police station. The sister meets them there. They're like, well, you did it. You saved Mm -hmm. the singer. I guess everyone knew this was happening. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like, yeah, the police are like, you know, good job, you saved her. And then the singer and the manager are both like, yeah, we're leaving now. We're leaving this shitty town where you get kidnapped. Also, I'm mad at my ex who lives here, so we're just going to fuck off. Yeah, no, I I respect that. And they leave and they take the fan with them. (laughs) What? I guess she's just there now. The fans is like, I really like your stuff. And they're like, you know what? We really like you too. She's just following them around. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, like, um, this, like, random biker turns up at the police station. Yeah. And talks to one of the policemen. And he's like, uh, yeah, the boss biker wants to talk to you. Yeah. He wants to talk to you. He wants to talk to you. I'm a biker. I'm a biker, yeah. <laughs> and the boss, he wants to talk to you. Like, we cut to this meeting, and basically the boss biker's like, look, I want my revenge on this one particular guy. Yeah. On Tom, and... Fuck Tom. Yeah, fuck Tom. Like, I know you can't you can't actually do anything because I have an army of bikers, but out of respect for you and because I want to keep the peace, I'm going to bring two guys with me, that's mm. all, and I'm going to fight this guy one-on-one. And then I'm going to go back to where I came from. And you just keep the peace. He kind of sounds like Mick Jagger. <laughs> that's the accent you're doing. Your biker accent kind of went a little bit Mick Jagger. Yeah. Like, it wasn't super Mick Jagger. It was more like John Mulaney Mick Jagger. <laughs> yes. No. No. <laughs> Don't like that. Yeah. Literally, the boss bike is just like, look, you can't actually do anything, but I'm just here to settle a score. Keep out of my way and I'll keep out of your way. You know what? That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, the policeman is not a fan of this. No, he's not. So, like, he turns up to, I guess, the next day or later this day. Is this the genre-savvy police or a new one? Hmm. No, I don't think this was the genre-savvy police. Yeah, no, this, that, like, that, the blockade was in a different suburb. Okay. This is, like, the home suburb police. Okay. Yeah. Have we ever seen him before or this is his first time? No, he was, like, he was there at the start when the bikers were kidnapping the singer. Okay. And he was there and, like, couldn't do anything. Right. Yeah. 
So like, yeah, there's this there's this couple of police that are just like there to be police. Okay. Through the whole thing. Sure. Yeah. Um yeah. So like the the policeman turns up to the diner, mm. I guess later that day or the next day. Um, and like basically talks to Tom and is like, listen, you need I'm I'm telling you this. I'm t- like the the boss biker wants you dead. Yeah. You are going to get on a train. You're going to leave town. I'm going to wait for the boss biker with a bunch of police and yeah. guns. Yeah. And we're going to arrest him. And if you're not out of town by that point, I'm going to arrest you too. Ah, nice. I'm not going to have fighting in my suburb. You're as bad as each other. Fuck off now. It's very amusing <laughs> to be like, I'm not going to have it in my suburb. It's like Daredevil who like polices mm. like that just one little block of... Micromanages a single suburb in New York. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Y'all can do it two streets over, but you come into my suburb. Literally. Like his, his only problem is that this showdown is going to happen in his streets. He's like, Tom, get the fuck out of town. I'm going to arrest the boss biker. There is going to be no trouble here. Nice. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, like, yeah, Tom goes back in the diner and McCoy's there. And he's like, he's an arsehole to her. She's yeah. mad because she's like, look, I did a good job back there. Like, you could just at least tell me thank you. Yeah. And he yeah. won't. He's an arsehole. It's yeah. just like, Tom, you're being an asshole. Tom, you're being an asshole. He's being an asshole. Yeah. So he fucks off. He goes to the hotel where the ma- like the manager and the singer are staying. Yeah. Um, to get his money. And he needs his money. He does. Uh, the manager pays his money. He's an asshole about it. He's like, oh, maybe now you can see what real money does for someone. I'm rich. You're not. Cool. Doesn't mean anything, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Like, he doesn't care. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and then, like, Tom Tom has this, I guess it's supposed to be this big, like, character-defining scene. He's yeah. like, to the singer, he's like, oh, you won't worth the money. I shouldn't have rescued you. And he, like, takes the $1,000 that he owes McCoy. Yeah. And then gives the rest back to the manager. And he's like, fuck off, I'm, le-, you know, this wasn't worth it. What the fuck? I'm not taking your money. I feel like this is a waste of everyone's time, man. I know, but... Apparently, the only reason the singer was actually mad at Tom was because he was doing this for money and nothing else, because she immediately runs after him. Oh. And they, like, snog in the rain outside the the hotel. This isn't a good relationship. No. She's like, oh, shit, he didn't actually just want to save me for money because he didn't take the money, even though he just told me I wasn't worth it. No, he refused the money out of spite. And yelled at me. And she's, yeah, she like, she runs after him. He's like, oh, what was I supposed to do? You were gone for two years. You didn't write. Was I supposed to wait for you? And then just kisses him. And he kisses back. And I guess they're a thing now. Yeah, it's really fucking stupid. <laughs> and then they, like, cut to them both in bed after they've done their business. <laughs> so whatever. There's, like, a sultry saxophone and the singer's like, oh, I want to run away with you now. We're going to leave town together. <laughs> Sasha's making a very disgusted face, and that's also how I feel. I don't like this. Yeah. Ugh. Literally, yeah. Out, out of nowhere, they're a couple now. Again. Even though they broke up for good reasons. Yeah, nah. If your partner is like, oh, you advancing your career mm. or doing something that's important to you, I can't accept you or support you. I will leave you now. That's not a relationship you should continue. Relationship facts with Sasha. If your partner isn't willing to <laughs> support you, like... The basic mediocrity. Mm. It's not someone you should get back with. Yep. Respect yourself. Yep. It's fine. Have some boundaries. 
It's Hollywood, I guess. Hollywood don't know shit about relationships. Hollywood do not know shit. Hollywood's like, mm, if we put a little bit of a fluttery eyelids and a bit of mascara, <laughs> and then like, the man's got a chiseled jaw, surely they will be in love. They're both hot, therefore they're in love. Mm. If you're hot and your partner's hot, good for you. Doesn't necessarily mean it's a healthy relationship. <laughs> Thanks, Sasha. You're welcome. True facts. <laughs> anyway, yes. Um, yeah. Tom goes back to the bar and takes McCoy her money. And she tells her, he tells her she did a good job and, like, almost apologizes for being an asshole. Wait, like, Tom or McCoy does? Tom apologizes. Okay. Well, he doesn't quite apologize, but he almost does. He and hints that best. maybe he's slightly sorry. That's it. That's the best we're going to get out of him. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and then he's like, they're, 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 they're leaving the bar and Tom's like, oh, you know, I, I want your advice on my relationship with the singer and McCoy's like, Oh, I'm an expert at relationships. I was in love with a guy once. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. <laughs> Just one guy. <laughs> then I realized I love ladies probably. <laughs> nice. Nice. It's it's like it's not um it's not canon, but like since the part was written for a guy And it's she's got butch subtext. And it was filmed in the eighties. Exactly. Mm. Also um she she like smokes a lot of cigars in the movie. And yeah. apparently that was 80s Hollywood subtext for lesbian. Well, if we've got the uh, <laughs> canonical subtext. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, McCoy. Take me away. <laughs> She's so cool. Take me with you, McCoy. She's so cool. Literally every time there's driving to be done in this movie, McCoy is driving. Ugh. And if there's ever, like, um, you know, vehicle maintenance to be done, McCoy's there. Ugh. She's so cool. A woman in coveralls with grease stains. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Ugh. But, like, yeah. Tom's like chatting to McCoy about the singer and he's like, listen, it'll never work between us. I guess we're not actually a couple. I need your help with something. What the fuck was the point of this? But then we cut to like all three of them on a train. And McCoy kind of, and the singer. McCoy and the singer and Tom. Okay. And it kind of seems like Tom's decided to run away with the singer. Okay. Even though we just saw him saying it's not going to work out. Okay. And like, I guess McCoy's there for backup or protection or something. Sure. But then Tom, like, gets off at a random station. Yeah, bye, Tom. We didn't need you. Yeah, yeah, literally. (laughs) And the singer's like, wait, where are you going? Aren't we supposed to be getting out of town? And Tom just knocks her out. What the fuck? (laughs) He literally just punches her in the face and knocks her out. Hey, Tom. (laughs) Fuck you. Yeah. And he's like to McCoy, take her away, away from the city, take her away as far as possible. So, like, ostensibly his purpose is to get her out of danger while he goes back hey, to fight Hey, if protecting your partner involves punching them in the face. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. So he's like, here, take my unconscious, not actually girlfriend, McCoy. Who I just, just assaulted. Take her out of the city. Yep. It's fucked. Lauren, are we meant to like Tom? I think he's supposed to be a bit of an, like, an anti-hero. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, Tom's an asshole. Tom's an asshole. He punches yeah. his girlfriend. He tries to get back to his home suburb, but the, the lady in the ticket booth is like, yeah, the bikers have like are trying to seal off that entire suburb. And she kind of points in the distance and there's just fire. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess they've made a firewall around Tom's suburb. I can't believe they've managed to coordinate with bureaucracy to be like, listen, we're going to make a firewall and people can't enter. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, so... We we cut to the the firewall. Does he want to get back to his home base? Is it for the duel? He wants to go back and duel the biker. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, for you know protagonist reasons. Yeah, it's a dick measuring contest. It really is. Yeah. So yeah, we're we're back with we're back in the home suburb. Um, 
the you know the three bikers show up the police are there mm. like the like the guy said they would um the boss bikers in like this excellent like long leather coat with like Ooh. this huge popped collar nice like he's like the epitome of a of a, like an 80s biker I'm delighted yeah, he looks great um yeah and also like like the police are there to to like basically arrest the bikers and also like the bartenders there mm-hmm. and the sister like the big sisters there yeah because that i the bartender's like oh i just want to see this guy get taken in he's been an asshole yeah he kidnapped yeah. our our celebrity he kidnapped our celebrity <laughs> we only got watson we only got watson we only got one of those <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah, so like the bikers show up and the policeman's like, listen, Tom's not here, the singer's not here, there's not going to be a fight today, fuck off home. I can't believe they stood you up. Yeah, pretty much. And the boss biker's like, uh, look, I'm not crazy about going to jail, I have a better idea. And he, pull- he pulls out an air horn. Yeah. He 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 beeps the air horn. Beep. <laughs> it goes beep. It goes rah. And then a billion bikers all turn up behind him in the street. Excellent. He's brought his entire gang with him. There's like a hundred of them. The police officer's like, I can't believe you lied to me. Yeah. Well, no, look, he said he'd only turn up with three bikers if he could fight Tom. Oh, he didn't lie. The policeman was like, well, no, I'm not going to take that deal. So the boss biker's like, I planned for this. Here's a billion of my friends. Fuck you. You had the option, man. You did. Like, they're all armed. They're all in black leather. Nice. Yep. And the bartender's like, holy shit, I'm running away now. Enough <laughs> of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and then, like, the manager runs up. I don't know why he's there. And he's like, hey, boss biker, get the fuck out of town. Why are you doing this? And then he just get no- gets knocked out. You're no good, biker. <laughs> so, like, I guess he's 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 got balls, but, like, he's also an idiot. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's got balls, but in the wrong place. <laughs> He just immediately gets knocked out, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But then it's all right, they're saved because Tom shows up in the convertible that I guess he's picked up again. I guess he's like, I have to take a little detour. Yeah. Yeah, okay, sure. Because I couldn't take the train back. He's like, he's wearing his regular trench coat, but he's changed his um sleeveless denim shirt to a Henley. Oh, okay. He looks much better. He looks much better. Henleys with are his... usually pretty sexy. Henleys are all right. Yeah. With his, uh, with flannel his pants and suspenders. Yeah. <laughs> so he looks like a lumberjack. Yes. He he looks he looks like a lumberjack rather than a farm boy. So he stepped up in the world. He stepped up in the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Literally, like Tom rocks up, and the policeman that he was like the policeman who was you know organizing this is like, yeah. "Hey, Tom, look, my plan went to shit. Let's see how you do. Kick his ass." Yeah. <laughs> Police officer's like, "I'm stepping out now. Yeah. I tried my part at this group project. Literally, and this did not work. Look how many bikers there are. <laughs> it somehow escalated so much. Also, like the policeman's like, Tom, kick his ass. And then the barman comes back and he's got the entire suburb with him and they've all got shotguns. I can't. It's America. Yes. So like now that now they've balanced out the bikers. With shotgun wielding suburbanites. Yes. Like all the bikers are armed, but also all the townspeople are armed. But Stacy's mum's there. Stacy's mum is there and she's also armed. Well, you fa- can't fucking fight her. <laughs> she makes the best meatloaf on the block. Exactly. So I guess they're having their um, one-to-one battle now. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the Tom and the boss biker are both given sledgehammers. What? Okay. And this is where the cartoon violence kind of ends because then this is just a really brutal fight. Oh, God. Like, none of them, like, they neither of them get, like, properly sledgehammered but Uh, like it's really well choreographed and like it seems really real oh like there's actual blood now oh you know 
There's no more cartoon violence. Like the the, the biker seems like he's really good at sledgehammering, uh-huh. but Tom's like stronger than him, so they're quite well matched. Uh. And, like they're both fighting dirty. Oh, they're fighting so dirty. Yeah, yeah. And like Tom ends up disarming the biker. Yeah. And then he throws away his own sledgehammer. Yikes. And then they're just like brawling. Okay, they're brawling now. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. And like they're they're punching each other and it's super foleyed. Oh nice. So like there's this really exaggerated punch noises, which is kind of funny. Nice. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so you know, Tom wins in the end. Who's surprised by as this? As we knew he would. You know, they're they're both pretty staggered, but the bike is more staggered. He's just like kind of swaying. Yeah. And Tom just kind of reaches over and pushes him over. Of course. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't kill him because he's the protagonist. He's a protagonist man. Yeah. Tom kind of looks at all the bikies and like all the townspeople like cock their guns. Nice. And the bikies are like, all right, we're out. We're and out. they pick up boss men and they leave. Yeah, that's quite polite of them. Yeah. Look, they had an arrangement. They respected their arrangement. There was a one on one fight, Tom won. They fucked off. Yeah. They're like, like a code of honor. You're one on one fighting now. We aren't even meant to be here. Mm-mm. Exactly. So they've won. And there's like a, a little epilogue where the the quartet from the bus are doing a concert. Do up do and like it's it's much rockier now. They've got some hot moves, they've got like a backing band. <laughs> exactly. Like they're in the same theatre from the start. Okay. Um, like the crowd are loving it. The manager's like the singer's manager is in the back, he's loving it. He's like, Oh, I discovered these guys. They're gonna be a great hit. Nice. Yeah. Um, Tom's also And this there. is the origin story of the Jersey Boys. Hooray! No, this is a, a made-up band Aww. just for this movie. Okay. Yeah. Also, Tom's there. He's just, like, watching from the wings. And there's this really stupid scene where, like, I think he's he's kind of made up with the manager. Because, like, he's Tom's decided that he's going to leave town. Okay. Because he's a noir protagonist. Yeah. And he can't have nice things. No, that's illegal. So they do that that fucking exchange where Tom's like, look, you give her, you'll give her what she needs. You'll make her happy. And the manager's like, no, no, she loves you. You should have her. Oh, okay. And then Tom's like, no, I'm leaving. You can You can tell her that you know, I'm leaving and you'll make her feel better. Like, they're basically deciding who she's going to be with between the two of them. Yeah, no, that's not how this works, guys. Fucking gross. Yeah. Anyway, so Tom fucks off. Yeah. He's decided. He runs into the singer on his way out Uh. and he's basically like to her, look, you know, I can't run around after your career. We've established this. It's established before the movie even fucking started. And even though we got together kind of again... This was always going to happen, but if you need me, I'll be there to uh. like beat up people or whatever. I'm just your uh, call-on bodyguard. Literally. Literally. So he just fucks off. And she's like, yeah, well, good riddance. You know, yeah. The last interaction yeah. they had, he punched her in the face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, he leaves. Like, the singer does her song. Yeah. Because they were like the warm-up band for her. Yeah. Yeah. She's in this great, like, red sparkly velvet dress. Oh. Like it's super 80s and then it's kind of baggy and it's got like the really low cut back and like long sleeves. Baggy? Yeah. Like she looks great in it because she's an actress. Right. But it's that kind of like tight sleeve, almost like quite loose fitting. Like a cowl? Yeah. Okay. And like really low back. Mm. Anyway, she's in like red sparkly velvet. The quartet are like backing her up. Sweet. In her song as well. Nice. Yeah. So you've got that like. Tom, like, lingers in the doorway and watches her sing. Fuck off, Tom. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, he eventually fucks off. He's, like, walking away with his bags, 
McCoy like shows up in the red convertible. Excellent. She's like, mm, I just found this car in the middle of the street. And so I took it. And so it's mine now, Finders Keepers. And Tom's like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and they just kind of ride off into the dark, into the night together. Nice. <laughs> Besties. Give me more McCoy. Yes. And that was the movie. I didn't gain anything from this <laughs> Literally, we end exactly the same as we began, except for the quartet who have a career now. This movie was about the quartet. It was. This was their origin story, mm. but they accidentally got slated. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the real point of this movie was like the aesthetics. I think so. It was, it was basically like one long music video. Yeah. In that, yeah, everything was kind of rain-slicked neon and, like, urban decay and, uh, you know, 50s fashion. Nice. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah. There was, like, ev- every every street light was either, like, yellow, orange, or blue-green. Oh, sweet. You know, there was always coloured lighting everywhere because yeah. of the top. Like our fairy lights. Yes, exactly, but not all at once. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it looked really nice. Apparently it was a flop in the cinema. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Because the script was kind of really fucking bad. Yeah. But like, you're not there for the script as well. We're not, we're here for the aesthetic. Yeah. Like it really was kind of a comic book movie. Uh. Like in the really classic, like pre-MCU yeah. style of comic book movie where you're not actually there for the plot or the dialogue. Like Sin City. Yeah. You're just there for like... The aesthetics and the cool action sequences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, as long as you go in just expecting to, just expecting some eye candy, like. Then it's good. Then it's good. Yeah. So, I don't know. My rating for this movie is like, it's nine out of 10, like in the moment. Yeah. While you're watching it, but like four, three, four out of 10 for like memorability. Okay, cool. It's just, it's, it's, it's all a sparkly nothing. It's a sparkly nothing. Yeah. But it's real fancy nothing. Nice. Hmm. So that's your rating. You've already given me some fun, fun facts. I have given you some fun, fun facts. Yes. So, yeah, this this movie was billed to me as, yeah, basically a motorcycle rock musical. You know what? It is a motorcycle rock and musical. And that's why I wanted to watch it. And it, it delivered on that. It, it yeah. <laughs> I can't give you shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Just the right level of unreality happening. Oh, yes. Excellent. Exactly. Do you got any recommendations? Uh, yes, uh, I'm recommending a book called Space Opera by Catherine M. Valenti. Mm. Um, it's kind of like if Douglas Adams wrote about um, space Eurovision. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, I so, just flung my hair tie on the ground. This isn't a spoiler because it's the whole like setup of the novel, but basically humans discover like you know, the galactic community. <gasps> and basically the um, the thing that all the other species have set up is that to be recognised as a, a sentient species yeah. by everyone else, yeah. you have to go and compete in um, space Eurovision and not come last. Holy shit. Like you're the, the only the, – the way that you prove that you're sentient – is by being able to make fucking rad music. Okay, question. Yeah. What happens if you didn't come last, but then a following year you do come last? Do you lose your sentience? Oh no, that's fine. You're just you're just shamed. Oh, okay, cool. And especially if you come la if if you're like a, an established species that comes last to a newcomer. Right. Like that's shameful, but you don't get 
Like once you're in, you're in. You're in, you're in. Yeah. yeah. You're in, you're in. But it's great. It's kind of like um it's it's like a you know, like the protagonists are like a, a washed up kind of glam rock band. Ooh, I love it. Yeah. Who like, you know, have a lot of issues, but they're the they're like the only ones that nobody hated enough. Like, like because oh, because yeah. the entire earth has to decide on one band. They're to the send. least offensive. They're the least offensive, and also like the aliens gave them a list of people who would do well in the galactic kind of taste. Right. Yeah. Oh. So it's kind of a a really heartfelt, but also space glitter rock. That sounds really kind of fun. Hitchhiker's Guide writing style. I like that. That yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Excellent. So, yes, just for the um the rock musical links there. Beautiful. <laughs> but a novel. But a novel. Yes. So, that was a movie. That was a movie. Yes. Things happened. Everything was pretty. And I don't remember any of it. No, I mean, but- I do because I just told you. Uh, there's a lady called McCoy and... Yes, McCoy perhaps- is the only valid part of that movie. McCoy is. <laughs> I love her. All right, well... Thank you for listening to me ramble. Thank you for telling me about that. Thank you for the recommendation. You're that sounded welcome. hype. <laughs> I'm into the recommendation. Absolutely. All right. Bye, all. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Popcorn Fort. If you have any movie recs, hilarious anecdotes, or you just want to chat, hit us up on Twitter at Popcorn Fort or send us an email at popcornfort at gmail.com. Our logo is by the talented Horberries whose other work you can find on Twitter at Horberries underscore. If you'd like to support us, please rate and review us on iTunes, or just tell a friend. Tune in next week for more nonsense. Nonsense.